Merry Christmas and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Merry Christmas from all, all of us here in the Bradley household. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's well, a couple of days before Christmas as we're recording this. Um, I'm not feeling so great. I don't know if you can hear in my voice. I feel very run down. Unfortunately, Elowin uh, has got tonsillitis. She came down with it this week and has passed on some more germs to us. So yet again, in December, we are just riding this storm um, of, of illness. But we're getting through. It's Christmas in a couple of days. It'll be lovely. We'll be fine. Um, almost yesterday, we were going to record a podcast, but yesterday I was so unwell and mm -hmm. I thought, we cannot miss this Christmas episode. We've got to do one before right. Christmas. So we've powered on through today in the evening to go, right, let's, let's sit down and do one. But that's enough about me. How are you feeling, Dad? I'm fine, Steve. We, we had visitors today, my other granddaughter, little granddaughter, Aurora, and um, uh, Vicky and JP all came along and we had a lovely afternoon, really was um, beautiful. Uh, we're not seeing them uh, over the Christmas period, but we're seeing them after Christmas as we're going to a pantomime all together in a couple of days after Christmas. But we're away anyway, until your brothers for Christmas, so lots and lots going on. So fortunately, health-wise, we're fine. Good, good. Yes, yeah, so well, I was meant to be there today, but mm -hmm. there's no way I'm passing any of this, or 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 Elowin or Mims. None of us are passing this on. <laughs> we keep we just keep in contained um, for the next. I'm few sure days. they would have appreciated that, Steve, as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at Christmas, you know, things bugs always go around, don't they? Anyway, around Christmas time, um, but we've yeah we've we've had it a bit rough this time. But never mind, never mind. We'll we'll be fine. We're all getting through it. Um, in the meantime, this week, Dad, you've been busy uh, finishing off the tiger picture, which you started last week. We were chatting about. Um, shall I show where we were at last week? Uh, show show what um, what stage we were showing last week. So let me bring that up for everyone. Here's the picture that we were showing. So this is as far as I think you maybe got a little bit further. I can't remember last week but um this is the picture that we were able to show so it's looking mm -hmm. really good dad um we talked a lot about the tones that you put into this picture the fact that you used a sketch rather than a complete line drawing so you added a little bit more um of a sketch to the to the initial picture um which will be available on the course um but you have finished it so should we show the finished picture oh uh, yes here we go Look at that. It definitely feels like what you completed last week was the main focus of this picture. The mm. real the real um, nuts and bolts of what people were going to be looking at. Um, you know, your eyes are drawn to the face uh, and the head and the and the paw. Um, that seems to have been the main bit. What was your experience after tackling that? Well, um, I, I learned more and more as I went along um, it, by comparing the face from the previous picture you put on and this face, it's quite a difference. It's much softer. 
And this is the one thing that I've found um, new to me. I've done, I've used the color shaper before, but not quite in the same way. And I wanted to, whether it was the sketch that helped me, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm inclined to think it was because I'm doing another one at the moment, which we're also going to um, show a little bit of it. And this, I use that same process. So it is a good process. And I think people, when they see the um, picture and on the video, they'll, they'll see that there is a difference. It's a different approach. But what I'm particularly like with this is the background. Now, I really didn't have much of an idea of how I was going to produce the background. I thought it's got to be, it's got to be greyish, greenish, really. And I couldn't, I couldn't make it prettier than the animal. So it had to be a complementary. But here I was um, particularly pleased. Um, I, I used the light grey pastel mat, sorry, yeah, the light grey pastel mat paper and the light grey 270 all over to start with. So that was the first colour. Then into that colour, I can't, you know, I can't remember now the colours I used, Steve. It was, it was a little while ago now, I actually finished it. But um, people will see it anyway. And I, I use a, a grey, uh, obviously. Um, and that grey that you see there was actually put on uh, almost as a last minute idea. I wanted something to contrast with the yellowy, lemony colour that's there. It's like a greeny grey, isn't it? And I wanted something to contrast with that. On its own, you see, it didn't have quite the impact. So I put the grey on and that grey lifted it, as you can see. And uh, then, having done that, I wasn't really happy because it, it looked almost, you know, the top of the head, you can see, just slightly to the left there's a gray area well that was what it was like all over and I thought, well that's nice for the background behind the animal but it needed something a little bit more um, interesting so I added more of the color I added two more colors one was a, a Karen Dash and one was the um, 102, I think it was 102 in the Faber. And I added those afterwards. Quite, uh, quite a concoction, but I was ever so pleased with it when it finished. Yeah, I was gonna ask, cause with the tones inside this animal, um, cause it's not very colorful, Choosing a colourful background, would that have been a bad idea? Like if that had been a really vibrant green, um, you know, would that have been too stark against the tones within the animal? Is that why you've gone for a very grey green? Mm, absolutely. I think um, when you get to the sort of level I'm at at the moment, you work on an instinct. You know what you shouldn't do. Um, but you're not quite sure what you should do. I hope that makes sense to you. But knowing what you shouldn't do or you can't do is very important because when you know what you can't do, you've got to find an alternative. And that's more or less the approach I had here. Originally, the colour was a green. It was a more um, vivid green on the original photograph. But that 
to me, that didn't work. It just didn't look quite right. So I uh, improvised a bit and uh, came up with that. But you, you're pretty safe. If you use a colour that uh, is predominant in the animal to start with, you know, you know I use um, 230 ivory very often if I'm working on a, um, a, a, that kind of tone, uh, or the light grey, 270. These colours are stable colours, and that is the colour that I use primarily in the animal. So you can't go wrong once if that goes in to start with. Then you've got to use colours which complement that. You see what I mean? So you work your way towards what that is. But when I wouldn't have, I don't think I could have anticipated that it would look as that does. Because normally you say to your students, use colours that you've used within the animal. So that was going to be my question, next question. But you, you have done that in terms of using the greys. But then you've gone with a foreign colour that still complements the tiger that you wouldn't have used in the tiger at, at, at that point. Well, it's a, it's, it's a complementary colour, certainly, but it's also a complementary colour to the colour you're using. You see what I mean? Each colour that you use has got to harmonise. If it doesn't, it's a clash. But one of the things that is um, not um, something I, I anticipated is the eye. If you look at the eye and then you look at the background, it's very close, isn't it? But but I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't think about that. It's just happened that uh, the coincidence, really, that the eye or the lighter part of the eye is more or less the same colour as the background. That's, that's a coincidence. How do you choose colours that harmonise? Do you get the two ends of the Faber pencil and you think they work together? Because if you put down raw colour, raw colours next to each other, that's, that's, that doesn't feel like that would be the best way of choosing the colours that harmonise because they don't appear like that, that they go on. So is it a matter of experience and practice or putting it down on a spare paper and seeing if it harmonises or can you just see from them? It's all of the above, really. It's, I keep going, coming back to instinctive. You instinctively know when one colour clashes with another and you, you dismiss it. I think it's like cool and and warm greys, you know, when you use um, either or, you know, when you're looking at the the photographic reference generally, as I have here, um, you're, it, it's indicated to you whether it's a cool or the warm greys. Now, in that background, there's, in the animal itself, there's warm greys. 273, 270, 175, all those colours are there, warm greys. And then added to that is the ochre. Remember I was talking about that last week. That, again, you think, well, does that work? Well, it does. Look at it. So all of those colours then give you an idea of what kind of background that you're trying to use, whether it's going to be a light background, whether you're going to put uh, foliage in it, when you're going to um, put detail in it. Now, I, when you've got something as, uh, as as small as that, say not a lot of background there, you can't you can't put detail in. You've got to put uh, what I've done there is the uh, inference of 
clouds and maybe distant trees or whatever. You can make up your own mind as to what you see there. Um, but most importantly of all is the animal has got to be represented well on a picture. It's got to be the focus and all of the trimmings, which is the background, and also the the log, or oh, I say log, it's the um, branch actually that uh, is, is resting on. Again, that cannot be too bright. The original colour of that on the photographic reference was much richer, almost had a ready look to it. And I immediately dismissed that because that would have looked, can you imagine what that would have looked like on that? That's the thing with photographs, right? You can't, unless you completely change the color palette of in the edit of a photograph, which then takes away from the, its realism. Um, you can't change a photograph, you know, in terms of what you're seeing. But with the painting interpretation, you can create much more of that balanced harmony of, mm. of times. And exactly what, what I did, I used the greys, the greys in there, and then the browns, which the browns are also in the animal. Just not a lot, but there's a little bit of brown. I think 180 was the colour that I used. Um, that was in the, the log. log. I call it a log, it's not a log, a branch. Now all of that, and then you use the dark greys, the, um, the 175 again, and I also used... 177 in that. Now, 177 is a brown, but it's kind of, it's not a rich brown. It hasn't got that ready look to it. It's more of a grey brown. So, I mean, I know my colours anyway now, so I know um, which one to pick out the, uh, from the pencil. And those colours were put in there. And then the greys, the light grey, that you see as a kind of stripy look to the, um, the branch is... 270. So you see, you're keeping, you're keeping within that framework. Mm. Now, all of this is, must be going over people's heads saying, well, how on earth do you know that? You know it because you've experienced, you know, the experience you've had and uh, knowing your colours. Most of those colours there are Faber-Castell, most of them. There's only the odd one, um, like the colours I mentioned to you. The grey is, um, I can't remember the colour number, but it is a a Karen Dash and also the light lemony yellowy colour in the background. That's Karen Dash. They're the only two car uh, foreign colours. Mm, great stuff. Well, I mean, you're master of that Faber range, so you you know it so well. <laughs> it's uh, it definitely it, you know that instinct just comes easily. Um, this is, is shaped up to be a fantastic picture. You have started another one which you sent me. Um, which I'd like to show people um, just how you're progressing with that. So um, love this one. This one is going to be a class on the website. Uh, it's all filmed. So um, so you will be able to learn how to draw this one. Um, but let's just tease people with. Well, firstly, I'm going to show the sketch that you that you sent me, which I thought was interesting. Um, because this shows um, that same um style that you're um starting with opposed to just that basic outline which you know you would normally see just like around the years a real straightforward um basic outline but now you're adding in a little bit more and i think what i'm going to be doing steve is is more of this 
Um, it depends on, on the, the subject. This is a perfect subject. And you'll see when you show a few more um, sequences here, stages, you'll see that I've worked to, towards that. It's just exactly, you've got the same idea. So um, it's, it's easier to actually work from that uh, than it is to try to work around uh, the line drawing, I think. And I think people will find that too. It's very, uh, you'll see, we'll find out in a minute or two when there's um, <laughs> any other. So you've, uh, so you've done another wild animal here. You've done another wolf. Um, um, yep. And this is where you're at so far. And, and again, similar colours, right? Similar idea, yeah, yeah. I've used the um, this almost the same palette, there but you again, go. you see how that is now beginning to it, the back. Particular, I started with the back here. Normally, I start with the head, as you know. I was going to ask you that last time it was the head, and we saw the head first. Now it seems like we're seeing the other part of the body first before the head. The reason for that is I'm right-handed now. If I was to do the head first, I'd be putting my hand across the head to tackle that back. And there's a risk there. I know you could put a piece of a sheet of paper or card that I use. You can, but there's always the risk of that shifting a bit or yeah, touching it and then moving it so that you get uh, a smudge. And if you get a smudge, it's going to spoil it. So, no, I didn't want to do that. And the other reason I didn't, I wanted to be absolutely sure of my colours because I could change the back a little bit, you know, if I, if I, if I had to. But it, these, these walls particularly are quite scruffy. Do you know? Yeah. I don't like to say that, but, and I don't want to offend them, but they are a bit scruffy. And I wanted to, and this one is definitely scruffy, and I wanted to show that. I wanted to bring that out. But mm. the background, you, you see, that line, I completely made that up. It's something I wanted to separate it because the background here, unlike the tiger, is going to be very dark and very, because I wanted it almost menacing, you know. I've called it the, uh, the wolf on the prowl. Well, he, he is, and you can almost see that uh, attitude he's got. And I wanted to enlarge on that. So I wanted the background to be dark, broody. And the back and the foreground as well is going to be like shingly, earthy. But mm. no, there won't be a lot of colour there. Because once again, if you make too to bring too much colour in, you're going to spoil the uh, effect of the animal. Yeah. You can already see the influence that's going to go into those backgrounds and foregrounds because of the the deeper tones in this picture compared to the tiger. Mm -hmm. um, I can see you can see quite clearly. I'm sure when we see this one finished and we look at the tiger, that would be a really good comparison for people to see um, how those tones have influenced the background and foreground choices. Mm -hmm. And it's a lovely picture to do. I've, I'm really enjoying it. Well, I enjoyed the tiger immensely. And I, I'm really enjoying this. I've gone just a little bit further now. I've done both ears. Um, but I, I can't show you that because I, um, I haven't photographed it. But I've done the ears. And I'm now working a 
across that top of the head down. I'm leaving the the uh, leg at the moment because I like the way the attitude there, the way he's lifting his leg up. So I want to concentrate on that. Uh, once I've got the head in, I shall focus on that. But I'm, I'm loving it. It's 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 shaping up to be a really good picture. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing that. We'll obviously now we're having a couple of weeks break, so we'll we'll have a finished picture probably in a two weeks time. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll hopefully oh, yeah. check in with everyone and, and see how you're getting on with that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing that one finished. I think that would be really interesting. Um, excellent stuff. Well, we, there's nothing else uh, on our schedule for today. It's just to talk about those pictures. Um, I suppose all that's left to say is we hope that everyone has a very lovely, restful um, time over this Christmas period. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time, uh, which will be, what date will that be? My goodness, it will be the new year, won't it? I think it will be, yes, next Steve. Year. Yeah. Next, yeah, so we'll see everyone next year at this <laughs> point. <laughs> um, but I hope everyone has a lovely break. Um, we are going to have a lovely break too. Um, between now and uh, the end of the year, um, there is another course that's ready to go up. So that is the kitten looking through the window. Um, uh, that picture uh... is all ready. So um, I've edited it, so it will be going up hopefully next week in that break between uh, if we get a chance, but it is, is there ready. So I've just got to do a little bit more work on it. Um, so that'll be something to keep people uh, interested and in watching, maybe if they have some time off over this festive period. Good. Stuff. Uh, excellent. That's a nice picture that. Mm, mm. Lovely stuff. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for this week and this year. Thank you everyone for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your Christmas. Christmas.